0: Welcome to the teen life coach podcast. I'm your host, Sammy. And today we are talking about social skills with Kate Fitzsimons. Hi guys. Welcome to the podcast today. I am so excited to have Kate Fitzsimons here with us today. And she's actually a friend of mine. I was on her podcast a little while ago and I'm going to have her introduce herself. And she, I think you've been engaged since I've talked to you last, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. I
1: believe at- so. There's a big rock <laughs> on my finger. So. There is.
0: Congratulations. Okay. So go ahead and introduce
1: yourself. Well, I'll do the good old stereotypical g'day guys. Um. As you can okay. Yes. Her- she's
0: Australian. I didn't <laughs> mention that.
1: <laughs> They're probably like, why does she sound funny? Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, proudly an Aussie, but very grateful to now be living over here in the US. I live in New Jersey with my now amazing fiance. So uh, yeah, love brought me over here, but not just love for him, but love for helping teenagers, um, and especially around, I guess, just dealing with the tough stuff in life, resilience, learning how to feel confident in yourself, um, learning how to, I guess, go after what you you really want in life. I know there's a lot of pressure and expectations on um, teenagers' shoulders, and yes, <laughs> it's a passion that's been born. Uh, from when I was a teenager, I'm sure just like you, Sammy, I, I struggled a lot. Um, I had bad anxiety. I had an eating disorder, which I can see now was really born from a, a lack of control. I hated not having control. So I tried to seek control through food and, and body image. And of course, that ended up just with massive self-loathing and insecurities. Um, so that's part of it. And then when I was just out of my teenagers, I just turned 20 when I awoke one morning to the the shattering news that my beautiful big sister, Nicole, was killed in an overseas accident. So just like that, my world was flipped upside down. And I think what terrified me the most was for the first time in my life, I was in this heart-wrenching situation that I couldn't change no matter what you know, it wasn't like I could just change a friendship group and get away from that person or leave that school or, you know, try and negotiate with anyone to bring her home. Like that was, there was nothing I could do. And so that is really what then put me on this path of learning um, these life coaching skills that you now teach throughout your podcast of how to take back control, not of the world, but your response to it and stay in your power, because that is when you get the choice of of what comes next. So that... Teaching those skills just like you is my greatest passion and was what brought has brought me here.
0: And you are amazing. So I'm really, really excited to have you here today. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you today is because you wrote
1: a book. Yes, I can't see it, but it's in my hot little hand now. Yes. And guide to Social Skills.
0: Yes, The Teens Guide to Social Skills by Kate Fitzsimons. <laughs> okay. And um, I kind of got a sneak peek at your book a little bit. And so I've been through it a little bit, which I did actually pre-order my.
1: Oh, bless. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So when does it actually come out? Cause it's not out yet. Tuesday, the 16th of February. So in a few sleeps from when we're recording this, but if you're listening and it's after February 16th, you can jump on Amazon and order it instantly. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but if you're listening to it before, you can still pre-order it like Sammy did and it'll arrive on your doorstep soon.
0: Yes. I am excited to get my own copy in my hands, but I love, I love, love, love this book that you wrote just because I feel like so many teens, especially the ones that I work with on a day-to-day basis, they really want to have social skills and they really want to have friends and they just want to be like the quote unquote normal, which I have feelings on that later. (laughs) But um, it's just a good guideline and in your introduction, you kind of talk about it as like a map to help you, you know, guide you. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on why you wrote this book.
1: Yeah, I guess as you said, it's something that next to every teenager struggles with in, in one way or another. And I feel like from losing my sister so young and so suddenly, it really taught me how short life is. And I feel like one of the biggest things that holds us back from signing up for that You know, school musical or school play or the school council or asking that guy or girl out or going out with our friends and just making the most of our life and our opportunity, like those opportunities and putting ourselves out there. What's holding us back from that is this, like a lack of like social skills, a lack of self confidence, a lack of being able to communicate or willingness to experience some uncomfortable emotions along the way toward doing those things. So I really, I guess, like deep down, my passion was like I'm sick of. It breaks my heart, like teens staying in their room on a Saturday night because you know they feel so uncomfortable being out in groups and if people are judging them and I just was like no this is your one life and your teenage years you never get back and there's always going to be uncomfortable and you know emotions that's all a part of it but you know I think it's not like saying you have to be the most outgoing person that knows how to talk to every single person and make everyone laugh but it's no longer letting your social anxiety or your social awkwardness like hold you back from doing what you really want to do because it's your one life and these skills are all learnable. They're all developable. I don't think that's a word. (laughs) That made it to the book. Yeah,
0: Um, we make up words on the podcast all the time. It's okay.
1: Oh, it's a story of my life. Like it should be a word if it's not. I'm going to add it to the dictionary. Okay. Um, But it's all totally like I teach people like you are the plant, not the pole. And by that, I mean you know, like watering a plant, you will grow. I think so many of us think we're like a, a lamp pole where it's like, you know, watering concrete isn't going to change anything. It just is what it is. When in fact, we are all fertile ground for these skills, like, you know, through practicing and learning and just having that open mind and willingness to tolerate the discomfort of quote unquote, being bad at something. That's how you're going to, get better at it so I kind of just wanted to be I guess you know that's why I call it like a guide like it's not saying like this is what you have to do or I have it completely all sorted just giving them yeah like that roadmap of hey if you try this out or have you thought about this or um, just giving them new ways and ideas and, and tools to practice to help develop those skills so yeah they're not missing out on some of the best years of their life that can open up so many opportunities after school and beyond.
0: Yeah, I love that because I think one, it's so needed. But then I think also on the other side of it is like, we sometimes get into situations where we are uncomfortable, but then we're too afraid to get out of them. Right. And I think as teens also, like, we're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings if we want to get out of a situation. And it's like, not only is it a social skill to put yourself in a situation, but also to learn how to get out of a situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why one of the, um, chapters includes uh about like assertiveness, then you know, look out for yourself without being a jerk. You know, you don't have to be a jerk to someone else. It's, you know, how to, yeah, kind of say like, hey, I don't feel comfortable doing that and setting those boundaries, knowing ultimately we can't control the other person and we certainly can't control how they feel. So it's not our you know, it's not on us whether they you know, choose to feel hurt about that, but you can definitely show up in a way that minimizes the chances of that while still not, you know, I teach about not rejecting yourself, um, you know, just to try and fit in with other people. I, you know, have ideas of like, you know, we break the world up into like three groups and like a third of people are going to love you. A third of people will like be like peers that you kind of know are in your grade. You don't really connect, but that are Dislike you. And then I feel like about a third of the population that no matter what you do, they're just going to find something to nitpick at or criticize or bring you down. And that's just like on them. So I call them like, you know, there's like the haters. Then there's like the toasters, which are like, I called them the toasters. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought like what's kind of bland and I just thought like a piece of bread toasted, like yeah, like plain toast is like, You can take it or leave it. It's not that exciting, but it's not like you're scared of it or anything. It's just a piece of toast. Like they're kind of like (laughs) those people in your life that you're just like, oh, they're they're all right. Yeah, I know their name and I don't know a lot about them, but they're not exactly like gossiping about you or putting you down. And then there's the stars and your stars are like your tribe, your people that, you know, are like you, you have the same interests, passions, they'll support you. They'll be at your, you know, sports game, the musicals cheering you on, believing in you on those days where you don't believe in yourself. And the problem is we miss out on finding our stars because we're twisting and turning, trying to get. Like you know, the haters to try and like us when that's just like you're just not their people, right? Right. Um, you never, no matter what you do, like you guys weren't meant to connect, and then you miss out on those other connections that you can form. So rather than trying to get every single person in the world or in our life or in our grade to like us, it's just like when someone kind of says something about me, which you know, I'm sure, Sammy, you even get people maybe commenting unkind things or whatever you know or or having a bit of a snipe behind your back um with different things but now rather than being like oh well maybe I need to change that I'm like oh okay I can kind of put them in that group and know that like they're just not my people I can still choose to love them and understand them but I don't have to make it mean anything negative about me because yeah we're not we weren't meant to connect on that level and I know there's other people out there um that I'm meant to be showing up for and connecting for on that level.
0: I love that. So you just like, okay, so anybody who's listening, who wants everybody to like them, which
1: <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, it just, I mean, I wish we could, but it's not the way the world works. So yeah, what? And it,
0: we want that even as adults. We want, we want everybody oh, to validation. like us. Yeah. Uh, And so I love how you just like separate it out and everybody gets a category. And so if you really say, okay, only one third of these people, the stars are going to really like me and connect with me, then everybody
1: else kind of fades away. And guys, think about how many hours you have in the day. You don't have time to hang out with everyone anyway. You only need a few stars (laughs) for everything, right? Like you just need to find a few and they'll be there to, yeah, have your back on those days where you need the friend and create those fun memories within everything. But the problem is like we try so hard to, yeah, get the, the validation and everything from people that just aren't our people that the problem is deep down and I know we can all relate to it is we don't end up liking ourselves or who we really are. Yes, okay? it, it, That can only go on for so long guys until you'll feel it. Like I remember myself like pretending to like a band that I didn't even like or like different things just to try like to fit in. And the problem is, yeah, then you just feel um, empty on the inside. So that's why I say, don't reject yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, while that person's there going, you know, that you're trying to win over, they might give you some attention, but it won't be for that long. It's not going to be constant. It's not going to be reliable. And then suddenly at the end of the day, the only voice you can't escape is your own, you know, your own opinion. And that's always got to be the one that, that matters most. And, you know, throughout the book, I share how the people that are really meant to be our friends and our people, they won't ever, you know, push you to compromise your values or things that matter to you or, you know, be outside. Like if you constantly come into situations with that friend, then maybe it's time to rethink and, and practice some of like the assertive skills that I put in, um, like I speak about in the book of so you can really, because sometimes, you know, some people are dressed up as stars. And they're not actually Yes, stars, you know, <laughs> and we learn that through experience and you don't have to regret that or hate on them, but it's like, I really feel like, and I'm sure you can look back on relationships and friendships too, Sammy, like they're our greatest teachers, like learning relationships. And some of them are, you know, they bring into our life like unconditional love and we learn how to like, you know, create those meaningful friendships. But sometimes people come along to teach us the harder skills like assertiveness and standing up for yourself. And um, they're just as valuable whether they stay for a couple of months or, you know, for a lifetime.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. The, The other part, though, too, that I think you said is so important is that it really doesn't matter like what you do in life. There's always going to be people that reject you and what you stand for, no matter what it is even if I want to do something that there's going to be a group of people that disagree with what you're doing or what you're saying or they're gonna say you're weird or like why are you doing that or like for me it's like you're a teen life coach oh
1: <laughs> yeah like, why is that
0: yeah yeah I'm a teen life coach yeah.
1: <laughs> like what do, yeah. what do you what even <laughs>
0: Oh, trust me, when thing? I first started
1: speaking to teenagers and everything, people like, they're never going to listen. You know, they're just teens. And I refuse to ever, like, I was like, no, I will not give up on being able to help this group. Cause I know they're like such an age where, you know, you guys really need it most. And I'm so passionate about it, but yeah, for sure. I left, I left a high paying corporate career to go and work on my sister's charity full-time unpaid. When I um, first started out in, in doing this, it was, I used to do the talks for her charity. And Oh, for sure. I had like even people within my own family calling me up going, what are you doing? Have you you lost (laughs) your mind? Yeah. (laughs) What I really learned, and I didn't know this stuff as much back then. I was just so driven. Well, firstly, like I had a why that was worth my discomfort. Like I had a purpose, but that's like an entirely different discussion. But the biggest thing I've realized is like, you know, and you've probably spoken about this before, Sammy, like what someone thinks of you, what their opinion is of your action isn't about you it's a reflection of them and what their preferences are and what their beliefs are and what their willingness to tolerate discomfort is and all of that stuff so really when when someone's opinion is telling us is is not directly about you and someone could have a case you know they could argue to the cows come home about why they think something is true and you know they could have all this evidence and reason for it and then you can turn to someone else and they could have an entirely different opinion and story and so that's how we know who you are it's like It's never a direct reflection of that. And so I just, I found it really fun letting people have opinions. When someone's like, you're crazy for doing that, even my family, like when I moved over here to the US in the middle of a pandemic, people were like, why? Like, are you crazy? (laughs) And I'm like, maybe. Yeah, I don't know yet. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you're right. And that kind of diffuses like the argument. Like it's kind of like you're allowed to let people have their opinions. Like you don't have to take it personally because it's not about you. And letting, I just, you know, let people be wrong about me. Because in my mind, I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. But if you're trying to control someone's brain, you will send your own brain crazy. Letting them be wrong, kind of, sometimes I choose to find the truth. I'm like, oh yeah, I can see where how they think that. But, you know, I, I know what I believe. Like the other day I was coaching a girl because one of her friends had called her toxic and you know, that she didn't do something very nice. And I was just like, remove her opinion aside. The one that matters most is yours. Like, honestly, do you feel good about what you said, how you showed up, how you treated her? Like, was your intention well intended? And she's like, yeah, like I wouldn't change it. I'm like, that's the only opinion that matters. You've got to let her work on her stuff and how like you, you're not in control of how she chooses to interpret that and that's the same like we cannot control the lens through which someone's going to see us and we have two choices in life to spend the whole time trying to control what we can't control and fix that lens or we can just let that lens be there let that opinion be there and then look back up and see this amazing world that we live in filled with opportunities and stars of people and you know and just go and enjoy it like for me it just it doesn't make sense to dwell on like the 1% that's hating. But also understand our brains will do that because they're wired that way. Yes. <laughs> <So Yes. laughs> very normal. I'm not saying guys don't ever have those thoughts and if you do, it means that you're socially awkward. No, I still walk out onto a stage of teenagers and I've done hundreds of times before and my brain still has a slight panic attack about why did you choose this career? You probably <laughs> come and, I don't know, work at the ice cream shop or something. That sounds <laughs> way more fun. Yeah. Um, because we have a, an ingrained fear of social rejection, right? Because back in the day, we did want to belong in the tribe or else if we were left out in the field to fight the forest and the tigers alone, like probably a good chance we wouldn't survive. So know those thoughts are going to come up. It's triggered in like instantly. But you don't have to latch on and make it mean anything more than, oh, there's that human kind of primitive part, animal part of my brain. Like I always let it be there. And then move right on by. Because I know now that people's opinions are not deadly tigers, I promise. They feel like it sometimes, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I found it fascinating. It's like for the first like 15 seconds or so, like the, um, you know, that initial instinct, like that feeling that comes over us, that, that anxiety or whatever from the instinctual part of our brain that lasts about 15 seconds. And then anything after that is a story we're telling ourselves about those thoughts and about those emotions. And so a big part is like, <laughs> I am still uncomfortable 99% of the time with when, when I put myself out there and everything. It's just, I know that the discomfort's going to come with me and then I'm able to reduce it to a place where I can manage it. And so the purpose of this book was really about yeah, how to get it back, that balance and tell ourselves a story that, oh my gosh, I feel awkward. I'm so bad at talking to people. Like, you know, they don't want me here. I'm going to be left out. Like that story is just going to escalate it further and further. While if you just make it mean, oh, that's right. I'm human. This part's always going to show up in some way and then redirect your focus to something more useful. Yeah. That can definitely help with that managing that anxiety.
0: Yeah. Or the Am I wearing the right thing? Is my hair the right way? Did I do my makeup the right way? You know, focusing on all of that kind of stuff instead of like, there's friends here. There's amazing people to meet. There's amazing connections to be gained in this sort of situation, you know, when we can just kind of step outside of that.
1: Well, I call it, I actually have a strategy called change the spotlight. Rather than putting the spotlight on you about like, do they like me? What do they think of me? Am I good enough? Am I fitting in here? Am I funny enough? You flip the question So rather than what do they like about me, it's what can I like about them? and get curious about them and put them in the spotlight because of course it's scary to be up on stage on your own in the spotlight if you don't really like people's attention on you but if you lean in and make your focus about how much you can like them and what you can appreciate about them you know if I say I would give you a thousand dollars if you can go find out one interesting thing about that person suddenly you'd, boom, your focus would be in on them and be like come up with any kind of like how's your day been or like what brought, brought you here or how do you know this person this party or whatever it is like I'd be like go and find out one interesting thing you would you'd be amazed at how much more like yeah engaged you are and the funny thing is as you know people's favorite thing to talk about is themselves so yes, the- yes. <laughs> like have you ever walked away I walk away from some people but like, they were so cool and then I realized the whole time they just let me talk about me and my <laughs> passions and what I do you know people like people who like them so and that is within your control right yes. when you walk into a situation going do they like me I'm sorry no matter what makeup you wear what shirt you wear what like whatever you wear, there always be someone that likes it, that doesn't like it, that's neutral to it, like that's not within your control. But what right. is is how much you choose to like every single person in that room. And that's always my mission now is I say I feel the same. And in in when I walk on stage, you know, you've got to public do public speaking, which I know is a part of a lot of school like curriculums and different things like that along the way. Practice again, like stop putting the spotlight on you and back onto the audience. Like for me it's like okay, it's not about me. Get out of my own way and my ego and how can I help this one person in this room? How can I best connect with them? And it's never going to be when we're all caught up in our own head. But I love as well like just decide. Like when you were like, "Oh, do I is my makeup good enough? Do I like what like, you know, am I wearing the right thing?" If you look in the mirror and you like it and you like how your makeup looks and how your hair looks, like just own it. Be like, "Yes." my i have like you know my makeup is good enough yes i do have the right shoes on yes like say yes to yourself and who you are because if that feels true to you like there's no wrong way to show up as yourself like you are who you are i'm telling you like in your teenage years you'll give yourself such a gift in the future if you just allow yourself to show up as you are because then now you'll be able to form those friendships that go on to last into your 20s and your 30s because they're true and they're real and you just get to be yourself. I mean, I can't say that I necessarily did that myself in high school. And if I could go back and and do it, I totally would.
0: Oh yeah. I would do it so differently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So differently. But that's why we're passing along this stuff to you guys. But honestly, practice it. Next time you're walking into a room, you know, even if you have to get partnered up for a science lab or something and you're with someone that you don't really know that well and you're like do they like me and like all that brain drama goes on just let it go in and out it's going to come and it's going to show up let it be there and then redirect to like no wait what can I like about them go find one interesting thing about them from a genuine place because I promise you like there's always something to learn about someone and I just kind of had this bias that I know probably isn't true, but I choose to believe it because it helps me show up from a really open place with people is I'm always like, I know we have something in common. I know we, yes. do. I just know it. <laughs> and guess what? That gets me curious and open. And then we will always tend to find out something. Yeah. We
0: just have to look for it. I mean, even, even it's just like, we both have 10 fingers. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. And two eyes and a nose. Like what do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: we have something in common.
1: (laughs) It's yeah. So just like little things like that, knowing at the end of the day, there's another human that you're talking to. It's not a Martian. It's not an alien. We have way more in common than you know. And the other thing I know that we have in common them is especially, um, you know with teenagers and everything is I guarantee they're probably thinking the exact same thing what are they what's she thinking of me what's he thinking of me am I do I look okay like those same thoughts are going through their heads as well probably because they've got that same kind of built-in bias and function of their brain um, that fears kind of rejection and everything so there's a pretty good chance that they understand exactly how you're feeling so that's another tip I have is to just address the elephant in the room (laughs) which is no, like, we're,
0: we're all thinking about yeah. how we look and whether yeah. we're awkward and all of that kind of stuff. Say
1: it, like, I feel really awkward right now. Like if you're at a party, and you don't really know anyone and someone kind of comes up, you are near it. Like I had to do this a couple of years ago. I went to this awards night and it was like, at my university and I felt already felt way out of my head because I was not very academic. Like I was just like, what am I even doing here? But I was invited and everyone's like professors and everything around me. I was like, Oh my goodness. And I just found one girl that looked kind of around my age. She was speaking to someone else. So probably like, but I just walked up and I was just like, Hey, I'm really sorry, guys. I don't know anyone here and I feel really awkward. So is it okay if I just like stand with you for a little bit? And she's like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, and she was fine because, like, we all know how it feels to be awkward. And ninety-nine percent of people, if you are willing to be vulnerable enough with them to be like, "Hey, I feel awkward. I don't know anyone." They're humans too. They have a heart. I bet you they're more like more than likely go, "Oh, sure. Sit down. Join in. Like, have a chat. What's your name?" Like, or just if anything, they're not gonna like laugh at you and push you away. Like, I. Because humans connect with vulnerability and I feel like, think of your favorite people, I bet it's the people that are just real and know how to be just who they are and I feel like when we're in those situations, it's such a good practice to just go up and be like, hi, like, my name's Kate, you also might know me because I'm (laughs) awkward and- (laughs) I just want someone to talk to right now. Or I just
0: uh, yeah. need somebody to stand next to so yeah. I'm not all by myself. Just let me just yes. stand here and listen to your conversation.
1: I bet you like that girl was so sweet. and We had a nice real chat and it just helped me relax rather than pretend. Pretending is overrated. Like it doesn't get you what you want, where you need to go. It's just, it's exhausting. So just pretend. <laughs> as I said, address the elephant in the room, change the spotlight, get interested in them. Gosh, there's so many little tips like that throughout the book, but they're definitely ones that I think about um, when, you, especially if you're going into new uh, social situations and things like that, highly, highly recommend. And the other one that I feel like I see a lot, Sammy, which I kind of on a different note, but I really want to encourage teenagers, especially ones that are a little shy because you might hear it a lot. Do you hear, I don't know a lot? Oh my gosh. So much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And my response is all right. Okay. Well, let's just figure it out together.
1: Yeah. Uh, like Honestly practice, like whether it's like, what do you want to eat for lunch? What movie do you want to watch? Like practice just eliminating, I don't know from your vocabulary in those situations and remove it as an option because this is a part of building assertiveness right? And learning how to show yourself that your opinion matters. Yes. Right? We need to give it space in this world and let it come to this world. And the more you shove it down, the more you're telling your self-esteem, you don't even matter. And so even if it's with just with your mom and dad or someone like you can start with people that you trust initially, always give an answer. Just, even if it's a guess or I'm thinking maybe this, or, you know, I'd prefer that, like just learn how to uh, remove that. Cause yeah, otherwise you will continue to feel like, you know, a passenger, of like people's decisions, right? You're kind of just getting dragged along with what your friend always wants to do. And that can only go on for so long until you begin to feel that resentment or anything like that. And, that, and then it can kind of blow up in a bigger way. Well, if you're just willing to be like, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to tell like what I think and and my way of things. Of course, again, allow for the discomfort to come. It's kind of like the turbulence on a plane sometimes, not my favorite. When the pilot lets me know that it's going to be there, I handle it so much better because I'm like, oh, okay, the turbulence was coming. I knew this was a part of getting to where I want to go. Right. Same with your discomfort of practicing these things. Let the turbulence, let the discomfort be there, knowing that the more you practice it, the more the turbulence will reduce a little bit and you're getting to where you want to go, which is being able to show up in this world, you know, as a person you really are and and go after those opportunities and friendships that you really want.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, I think it's just important to practice having an opinion or coming up with an answer. And then if you follow that answer or you do that or eat that, and it's like you decide that you don't like it, you can always change your opinion later, but it's more about learning how to answer a question using, you're yes. not saying, I don't know. And just practicing that and getting used to having well and learning who you are, learning what you like and learning what you don't like, instead of kind of just being like washed along or with everybody else. And I just think that's important as you're discovering who you are like, okay, yeah, let's try this or let's try that, you know, and then yes. that's when you really start to develop your own opinions about, okay, yeah, I do not like seafood. <laughs>
1: right? Yes. Yes. And I think like, thinking about like your future career I know that probably feels a million years away (laughs) for some of you but it is coming one day or another And think about like if your boss like wants to know hey which like what your opinion is if you're just like I don't know, like you're not really going to leave much of an impression, right? Or and everything like that. So if you really want to set yourself up for success now, practice it with your friends and people that you do trust and, you know, your job isn't on the line for because otherwise it's kind of like going straight to like the championships or, you know, the the major league without having had any practice in the minor leagues. And you're only just going to make it harder for yourself down the track. The more that you avoid practicing it now. Because ready or not, whether you like it or not, you will come a day where you've got to make bigger decisions about your life, and the one thing that will suck you away from making progress and and um you know getting getting what you really want is I don't know you know I feel like that still so many people's um dreams because they're just too scared to voice it. So it's like practice it in day to day things, and then that will slowly build your confidence up. Yeah. To- or
0: even, yeah, even just saying like switching it to, I don't know yet, or yes. I'm figuring it out. That yes. even just opens up your brain to so many more possibilities than just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And that's just like slamming the door.
1: Yes. And then of course, take a guess. That's what I'm always doing. Guesses get momentum going. So just take a guess. And like you said, we'll figure it out along the way, but trying to figure it out just constantly in your own brain or pushing it away. And because the thing is 99.99% of time, especially when it comes to like friends and like, what's your opinion on this? We do have an opinion. We're just too scared to say it. Um, yes. yeah, <laughs> you're not responsible for how it's received if you, if it comes from a well-intended place <laughs> and everything, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of different layers to it that you got to work through, but I just want anyone out there to, even just for the next week, try out, not saying, I don't know your brain will say that initially, and then just say, do you actually know, or you're just scared and you're just scared to say it. Cause that's probably right. more likely the case. And as I say, speak even if your voice shakes, because that's how um, we practice courage and learning how to be courageous and stay true to yourself, guys, is one of the best things you can practice to set yourself up for greater success for adulthood. I, I, I It's not saying it doesn't come without turbulence still, but you'll learn how to surf the waves a whole lot better. Um,
0: yeah, well, it's, it's just like one of those things. The more you expose yourself to it and the more you yeah. practice it, the easier it gets for you. Tell me like really quickly what are the top like three or five or whatever social skills that I should have as a teen? like that I really need to have just for example one of the things that I that comes to my mind is always like you should be able to get yourself out of a situation or say no in a situation that you don't want to be I'm like that is a life skill every teen should be able to do that
1: yeah so that is uh, something I speak about I said under the assertiveness um, part of my book so I 100% agree so I won't use that as one because you've you've (laughs) that as like <laughs> as an example, just put my name on top
0: of that chapter. You're going to be written by Sammy Halverson.
1: <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, so assertiveness and yeah, and learning how to set boundaries and value your values and put those, you know, first and foremost is like your North Star. And use that as like, you're kind of determining, do I want to take this action? Does it, you know, represent who I want to be in the world knowing that? Yeah. So I think that's really important, knowing how to, to get out, ask for help, like all that kind of stuff. And probably from what I've seen the most and something that I think isn't really taught that much to teenagers at school and different things like that are two things which kind of go unnoticed. So the first one is active listening and learning how to be a good listener and really um, feel like if you want to set yourself up I feel like a lot of teens they they don't know how to really show that they're listening and practice like true empathy and be there especially with like your relationships like with your parents like if you just took the few minutes each day to really genuinely like get off your phone listen and be present with it because I feel like so many of us are getting lost in the in the technology and everything like that is something that I'm seeing less and less of in teenagers. So I feel like it's something that can really help you stand out and better connect with people. Cause it, often people are like, I don't know what to say in situations, but I'm like, were well, you actually even listening to what the person was saying? Cause right. yeah. it's kind of hard to know what to say, You're not really truly engaged in the conversation and, and showing up for it. So, you know, speaking about really active listening, eye contact, like looking someone in the eye, right. I feel like a lot of teens now, like where, you know, you get nervous, so you don't want to look someone in the eye, but it's really hard to truly connect. So again, we've got to practice exposing ourselves and um, in situations, even if it's in the mirror at first or looking at someone's eyebrow, people won't really feel connected or like what they're saying matters if your eye contact's not really there. You know, and you're not showing that you're listening, right? Like no one likes to talk to a brick wall. So just little things like that. I think um, especially when more and more of our um, communication is through technology, more often than not for teens, like text messages and things like that, we're losing lots of opportunities to practice this stuff. So it's something that we, I think you're gonna actively have to put yourself out there in your own life. And even if you practice it with, within your family and different things like that. So the active listening, I think eye contact and body language language. language like it's those are the I think everyone thinks social skills and just think confidence but it's not just what you say it's also how you say it through your body language you know your hands in your pocket are you kind of shrugged over are you fidgeting like when you're going for your first job interview if you're not able to look them in the eye you know or stop playing on your phone or like you know kind of like it's got to be tough right? So practice these skills now and really check it out the book. I've got a ton of different tips about how you can begin to build up those skills. And they're not as fun as saying like, just be confident and things like, you know, it, that's kind of what we know, but they're like the ones that are kind of like the underlying ones that are just so valuable, especially for in-person communication and connection and true empathy and understanding, um, which empathy I think is another huge social skill. I think that is we're losing in our society. Like they're saying like we're less, like 50% less empathetic than we were like a decade ago. So learning how to stand in someone's shoes and see it from their perspective is super important, which is something that comes through active listening and listening to understand not just to judge or not just to respond like all of those things to me are social skills alongside you know what we know more is like yeah self-confidence and self-esteem
0: awesome well I'm listening to you talk (laughs) I'm thinking you can totally tell when somebody's listening to what you're saying oh yeah Like when they're listening and when they care and when they're being empathetic, like there's a whole set of like body cues and questions that somebody will ask if they truly are listening. If you're not listening and you're thinking about the phone buzzing in your pocket or you're looking beyond their head, who's like coming in the door? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something <laughs> like that, kind of like the squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Like yeah. some, the person who's talking to you picks up on that, oh, and yeah. they and they know. And chances are, they might not like want to talk to you again because they just feel like well, we they all don't, don't have care. Feelings,
1: like if we get the listeners to think about a time when they, you know, felt like I don't know, maybe you were pouring your heart out to your friend about you know your crush just asked someone else out or your mom and dad are fighting or something, and you look up and they're just scrolling their phone. Like it doesn't feel very nice to be at the receiving end of someone not really listening. And they could have been listening, but still showing that is just such a sign of respect. And I think, you know, we should all treat each other how we'd like ourselves to be treated. You know, like we we need to be the kind of person that we like to be around. And we all like to be listened to and feel heard. And especially, especially someone sharing something that matters to them. Like give them the respect of showing, you know, that you care, that you're taking it on board. Even if you don't know what to say in response just holding that space for your friend for your mom for your teacher you know our teachers like I know they I've seen it every day at school they try and talk to the kid and the kid's got their head down like you know don't want to look at them or anything like that like we're all humans whether we're a teacher a mom a dad like every single human deserves the dignity of like being listened to and let just, like their opinion matters whether you agree with it or not It's still worthy of being heard and allowing space for it. I really dive deep into the nitty gritty yet from eye contact, what to do with your hand and don't feel bad if you're not good at it yet, because then these skills aren't taught to us at school. And I think we're just assumed that we know them, but now all we know is really we're taught from a young age how to communicate through a phone and through text messages. You know, they're even saying that, you know, teens are losing the ability to really feel confident calling up. I don't know, to book in an appointment or like speak on the phone even is can feel uncomfortable to them. But like it's not your fault guys because you didn't really have to do that younger. So, you know, you kind of just get used to what you know and that's what you get good at. So, it's not saying there's not a place for social media and technology. You know, I wouldn't be able to stay connected with my family back in Australia. Like I'm so grateful for what it allows, but we need to keep that balance back because they're finding that teenagers are reporting of being lonelier than ever despite you know, being more online and more quote unquote connected virtually ever because uh, online interaction cannot replace in-person interaction. Like a laughing emoji that you send to your friend cannot replace rolling around on the floor, giggling together. And that, you know, endorphin kick that you get from the feel-good chemicals of sharing a laugh. Like that's what our ancestors got and did. And that's why that's always what's going to feel best to us because that's the brain that we have so really just do your best to I I really encourage you to dive into this book not for my sake but for yours and look at how many little things that you can begin to practice and kind of um, integrate into to your life I encourage you know to ask your mom or your dad like hey read this too I think it's such a great thing to get in together as a family because I kind of give little tips to practice like at the dinner table and different things like that. So um, yeah, this is my little gift to the world. And I really hope any listeners out there have got anything out of this interview or found anything interesting or fun, then you'll definitely enjoy the book.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. I, so we just moved from California to Arizona and I'm like me and my kids need all of this. <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> oh, I feel like we all do as humans. It's always room for improvement, guys. Yeah, me. we're all
0: trying to make friends right now and trying Aww. to like connect in this new area, which... We're growing to love, but it really is hard to like, I'm like, okay, social skills for an adult. How do I make friends again?
1: <laughs> okay, I'm the same because I moved over here from Australia about six months ago and because it's in the middle of a pandemic, like yes. I'm not going out as much as I, as I used to, but I'm really grateful that I have made some friends through uh, like fellow coaches and stuff through like Zoom and that, trying to be able to meet them in person. And oh my gosh, how good is it going to be when we can all hug each other again? That's oh, it's going to be so about. great.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> I just I texted one of my neighbors and I was just like I want to be your friend
1: I love it that's so sweet. I feel like I'm back and in kindergarten you tell you to go away no she didn't yeah, she was like exactly. I, I want to be your friend too yes <laughs> and isn't it great like when we were little like four or five years old that's what we used to do this walk up yes. to each other in the playground and be like can will you be my friend? Like let's play, and that was it. There was no drama about it. No, and it's not until we get this like social filter, like you know, and consciousness of like worrying. But yeah, it's all as I said, developable skills that we can practice. Um, and I really hope that yeah, everyone gets something out of it, and you can get it on Amazon. The book, uh, it's just the teens' guide social skills Kate Fitzsimons thank you for saying my name right at the beginning you got gold (laughs) stars for that I was like yeah go girl (laughs) not only everyone gets it wrong
0: well Um, I think I've gotten it wrong before so
1: (laughs) oh don't worry I spelled your name wrong remember on my marketing
0: (laughs) oh yeah no that's fine (laughs) everybody spells it wrong Thank you so much for being here. I just, I love what you're doing. I love all the help that you're offering teens and just keep it up. Keep up the good
1: work. Yes. And if you want to learn any more just about like my talks and coaching, then it's katefitsimons.com. And I've got a podcast show too. So you can check that out there as well. If
0: you are interested in my one-on-one coaching programs for teens and their parents, please visit knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Thank you.